we've all had those moments where it sucked so bad, it's been so hard that we are asking ourselves, do we want to keep going? If you're not finding that every once in a while, I don't think you're trying enough hard things, truly. Hey, I'm Ashley Agle. Some of you might know me as Ashley Burkhart, and I'm a former D1 and professional softball player who spent a few years coaching in the college game before deciding to put all of my focus into youth softball players and helping them make their dreams and their goals happen for them. It's our job to help them unleash their potential and become the athletes they've always dreamt of. I come from a small city in the Midwest and didn't let that stop me from making my goal of playing D1 softball a reality. No matter where you live, you have the tools to help you thrive, and I am hoping through this podcast to help you get there. On this podcast, you'll learn from Olympians, Hall of Fame coaches, and elite players what their journeys have been like, and you'll also learn from me and my family a bit of our journey through the game. I'm so excited to have you here, so whip out your notebook and let's learn how we can grow in this game together. Welcome to When the Cleats Come Off. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. I'm your host, Ashley burkhart Egel, and we're about to get into it. <laughs> Hutch reminded me of this this past weekend when she was speaking to my VHA athletes and their parents. She mentioned that working hard is the thing everyone is doing. It's literally the entry point. But what makes you stand out is the work that you do in silence without anyone noticing or commenting or seeing it. Everyone who wants to make it to the next level is working hard. That's the standard. How can you be different? Are you challenging yourself enough? Are you working hard on the right things? Are you getting uncomfortable every day? That's when you're going to be able to stand out and show up under pressure. It's not just about doing drills over and over. It's about being able to do the drill and doing it under pressure. It's about having fun with challenges and really pushing yourself to do the drill and be the best that you possibly can be at it. She mentioned doing things that make you feel good all the time isn't making you better. Coaches, there's a time and place for feel-good reps. Maybe that's the day before a big tournament or a game because you don't want to be sore that day, but the rest of the work should be a challenge. Competition should be everywhere. If you don't love to compete, then maybe softball isn't for you. This might sound silly, but I run clinics all the time and sometimes, especially the young ones, will be given a competition or I'll say there's a competition coming and some of them are rolling their eyes at me. (laughs) That's when I know they haven't competed enough or loved competition. Some athletes, when I ask them to be ready for this competition, they look at me with the biggest eyes and they are excited. That's who we want to become. Even if it's just a rock, paper, scissors challenge or playing cards or board games at home, these are ways that you can get to love competing. Getting them to show up when they have butterflies in their stomach, that's the goal. That's the champion I'm trying to build with my programs, with my lessons and all my hitting camps. This is where champions are literally made. I know I say it all the time, but I built this $7 goal smasher course, and essentially it's challenges every single day for two weeks straight. 
Some of them are really tough. Some of them are super easy. But the idea is when you do the challenge, when you get out of your comfort zone, when you take action, essentially, when you don't want to take action, that is where confidence and champions are built. I just love Sam Fisher. If you don't know that already, I interviewed her last week and it was one of my favorite episodes. But essentially her Twitter bio says, real G's work in silence like lasagna. <laughs> last week's episode, we chatted a lot about Twitter and why should we, we should be doing less tweeting and more doing. But essentially what I learned with this quote, real G's work in silence like lasagna is essentially... Why are we trying to only do work when other people are watching? That's not enough. We need to be doing work when no one is watching. That is where we build the confidence to be able to show up when there's tons of pressure around us in games. That is where your not just your talents are there, but if you can lean on your talent, if you can lean on the hours of work that you've done when nobody has watched, that's when you'll be able to shine under the lights. We've got to love the hard and embrace the suck. I know that's the title of this week's episode, but the suck is there to teach us something. Hutch mentioned on that call that failure is literally the roadmap. It shows us our flaws and what we need to work on. We don't fail so we can be judged by others and feel bad about ourselves. We fail because we need it. We fail because we have to learn more about ourselves and how we can be better. That's what it teaches us. Hutch didn't take her team to win a national championship and have 22 Big Ten championships without having years where they didn't win as much and where they failed more. They needed those losses and those failures to learn more about how this team can stand out and win in the future. Oklahoma proved it this year. They had one loss against Baylor early on in the season. They literally took that failure, they took that loss, and they made sure that every team after that loss was gonna pay. They looked at it as a fluke. They also learned a lot about themselves in that game. They learned more about themselves in that loss than they did any other win this season. And if you talk to those coaches and you talk to those players, you learn that that team had the toughest year they've ever had. For some of them, that was their favorite championship because it was the hardest season for them, even though they still came out on top. Your failures do not define you, but they teach you. Embrace the suck. Where did this quote come from? So in college, we had bracelets (laughs) and it said, embrace the suck on it. And we started to adopt and live by this quote as a team. That is teaching us that suck is everywhere. And I, and I know this, this word might be triggering some people, but suck is basically when things are happening that makes us very uncomfortable, things that test us, things that truly make us wonder, do we want to be here, right? We've all had those moments where it sucked so bad, it's been so hard that we are asking ourselves, do we want to keep going? If you're not finding that every once in a while, I don't think you're trying enough hard things, truly. If, if there is hard around you, that means you're probably in the right place. And if, you, if there is hard around you and it is teaching you to keep going and wanting to learn, how can I still be better? How can I still be better? How can I still be better? You're in the right place. 
I want to pull a small clip from Hutch's talk that she had with my VHA members this weekend. She talks about embracing the hard thing and why it's absolutely necessary to find success. All right, let's go check it out. So let me ask you this. Who do you think it doesn't work hard? Because when we come into our college season every fall, first day, everybody's excited. We're going to work hard. We're going to work harder than anybody else. I said, who's not saying that? Every team in the country is going in to work hard. Every team in the country is going in the weight room at 6 a.m. and doing extra reps. And every team in the country is doing mental training. And everybody in the country is working hard. And I've got news for you. Don't give yourself a gold star because you work hard. That's the minimum price of success. Working hard to me is baseline. If you don't work hard, you're never going to wear the black M for me. Working hard is not a badge of honor. It's a requirement of what you're aspiring to. All right. And so the biggest thing I'd like to ask is, well, what's going to separate you? Whether it's you as an individual, you want to excel, you want to achieve your success. What's going to separate you from everybody else who's doing and saying the same thing? Well, let me tell you the first thing that you need to consider. You need to understand that failure is not failing and failure is part of your growth process. You're going to fail. People that don't fail aren't pushing themselves to the edge and the edge is where the difference is made. If you don't fail at something, you're not doing it right. Great hitters, as we all say, hit 40% of the time. That's 60% failure. That's not going to get you an A in school, but it's going to get you a good grade in softball. Because everybody who's achieved success has failed along the way. And the whole thing is not that you fell down, not that you failed. It's how do you get up? Do you get up and brush it off? Period. And recognize this part of the deal. I just struck out. Guess what? I get to bat again. One of the best players ever to play college softball is a Michigan alum, Sierra Romero. Perhaps some of you know who she is. I've never met somebody who had such a lack of fear of failure. She would strike out and she looked, she'd walk back to the dugout and she would look at the pitcher. And I'm like, oh, she's going down next time. And there's no fear when there's no fear of fear, fear, fear of failing. You can't go up to bat hoping you don't strike out. You can't go up to bat fearing that this isn't going to go well or throwing a pitch. You throw it with all you got and trust that that is good enough. And that in our sport, sometimes you give up a hit anyway. Sometimes in our sport, you rope the ball to the fence and they catch it. That's not failure. That's a good at bat. And those are the best players that understand that failing is just part of the deal. It's part of our sport. And being persistent, persistence is the quality you want, which means you stay with it, you stay with it, you stay with it. And this is an example I just read the other day. When you were all little babies and you were finally getting to be a toddler, maybe we'll see Barrett on the call. <laughs> 
Should I bring him out? <laughs> he can demonstrate this at the end of the call. But you know what? At some point, you started figuring out crawling, crawling, and then you started getting up to walk. And you know what happened when you were that age? You fell down every time you stood up. Every time you stood up, you went right back on your diaper. And you weren't afraid. You didn't say, oh, I don't know if I should try this because what if I fall? You kept falling. You kept falling. You were persistent. And then somehow you figured out how to hang on to the couch, hang on to the rail and stand it up. And then you'd fall. And then you learned how to have balance. It didn't come from avoiding failure and sitting on your butt the rest of your life. And that is what happens in sport. You're going to push it, push it. So you go out to practice. And when you go to practice, whether it's with Ashley or with your team, don't practice doing easy things that make you feel good. Do the things that you're not good at. And that's how you'll get better and you'll fail at them. And you can get frustrated for a minute, but then boom, get rid of it. And recognize that's how you grow. All right. If you're not motivated by Coach Hutch, I don't I don't know if you're in the right place. <laughs> she is insanely motivating. Her teams thrived because she was such an incredible leader for every single team that she coached. She may be retired, but she still pushes herself beyond her limits. And she mentioned to the team that she does that on the golf course. She is striving to be very good at golf, and that's her new goal. It's pretty inspiring. So get out of here. <laughs> Stop listening to this podcast and go do something hard if you haven't already. Pull your teammates and go do hard things with you. That's the difference between the average teams and the great teams, the average players and the great players, the average coaches and the great coaches. They're doing the hard things over and over. If you want to be great, like I know you do, you literally would not be listening to this podcast if you didn't, then the requirement, the entry point is hard work, consistency, developing the discipline to keep showing up when things are hard, not complaining, but doing, taking action. Not everyone's going to do it, but you can. And when you elevate the standards around you, the world is your oyster. That also goes for you, parents and coaches. You do hard things and it allows the people, the athletes, the students around you to do hard things. That is how you can set the best example. And if you want to be a lead on, on your team, the same thing applies to you. What your standards are become the standards of those around you. Let's start embracing the suck. All right, if you haven't already and are enjoying When the Cleats Come Off, the easiest way to support this podcast is by subscribing to it on the platform that you're currently listening to. You'll also be the very first to be notified when my next episode drops when you do. The second easiest way to support this podcast is by sharing this with a friend. Helping elevate those around you raises the standard for absolutely everyone. Follow me on social for more of the best quotes, tips, and clips from each episode. And you can find all of my social media platforms in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of When the Cleats Come Off. And never forget to stay awkward, stay humble, and keep smiling. I'll see you next week.